Well, glory. I warned, warned Pastor Eric that I may take over a little early today because I, uh, we're going to lead into some worship and praise towards the end. I've got something that I need to deliver. and I almost came up and started right at the very beginning of service. But uh, I, I, I'm going to ask you to turn about three folk. Uh, band, stay close, as I mentioned earlier. I want you to turn about three folk and just simply say, don't quit. Three people is all. Three people and go back to your seat. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. All right, you may be seated in the house of God. Don't quit. My scripture today is found in Isaiah chapter 43. And I want to read to you verses 18 and 19. And it says this, forget the former things. Now, I know a few of you, and a few of you should have shouted right there. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. I'm going to repeat that to somebody. Hear me. Do not Dwell on the past. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now, it springs up. Now, Mr. Sandman, if you can help me, I'm echoing like crazy up here, and I apologize, but it drives me crazy. Now, it springs up. Don't you get it? Don't you perceive it? Now it springs up. Don't, don't you perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness. <laughs> and streams... In the wasteland. I should have had to calm this church down after that passage of scripture. And that's what we're going to talk about today. You set it up perfect for me. And didn't even know it. What? What would you think keeps us from perceiving what God is trying to do in our lives? Or, or, or let me rephrase that. What is it that keeps us from perceiving what God is doing currently, right now, in our lives? What keeps you from seeing it? What keeps us from seeing it? Isaiah asked the question to the children of Israel, what, to the Israelites, don't you perceive it? You see, I really believe wholeheartedly that God is speaking to the Israelites because at this point in time in their life, they, they, they don't get it. They're not catching it because they are expecting God. They are expecting God for it to look like it did yesterday. They're expecting God to do it just like he did yesterday. 
They're expecting God to move just like He moved when He parted the Red Sea. They're waiting to see the walls of water again. You see, they are expecting God to move in the same way He did in the past. Now, I'm not discrediting and disregarding what God has done in our past and what He's done in your past. But Israel, at this point in time, God's saying, quit dwelling on the former. And you know, the former can be good and the former can be bad stuff. But He's saying, quit looking back there. Quit looking in your rearview mirror and trying to drive forward. Don't you see that I'm doing a new thing? Don't, don't you perceive you see, so often, just like the Israelites, we are looking for God to part the Red Sea. Because that's what He did yesterday. That's what He did in our past, was part the Red Sea. And we expect God to move the same way that He did yesteryear that He does today. Oh me, oh my, help me preach today, Lord. We expect Him to do it because that's the way He did it last time. The last time I had an encounter, He knocked me backwards five feet. God, I'm waiting for you to knock me backwards again. We're expecting it. Sometimes the greatest barrier to what God is trying to do or wanting to do in your life is what He did in the past. I knew it was going to be tough, but I didn't know. You see, when we first got saved, and, and you first made that commitment to di discipleship, it was almost as if you could go to the Word, and you just plop it open, and you're like, Oh, oh I, I will keep you and make you. Oh, oh God, how'd you know I needed that? Thank you, God. Oh, that's what I need. today God and now you flip open your Bible years later Judas hung himself <laughs> oh let's go over to Old Testament oh David's in a wilderness oh. and we go from wow God you spoke to me yesterday God I, I don't hear you talking to me like you did God I, I, I don't hear what you're saying like I used to hear well, God is saying, I'm still speaking. It's just we're not on the same wavelength. We're not on the same frequency, if you will. I'm wanting you to go a little deeper. Mm. I'm wanting you to dig a little deeper into my word and into me to hear what I'm trying to communicate to you. And we're saying, God, but you're not speaking to me like you used to. I need you to go deeper to get what I've got for you today. I need you to dig a little bit. I need you to be a disciple. I'm going to say that again. I need you to be a disciple. I need you to Dig a little deeper. I've got something for you. you. You know, Psalmist David said, forget not his faithfulness. But you know what? 
Sometimes we can forget the form in which he delivered it because Isaiah just told us he's getting ready to do a new thing. He may not deliver it the same way he did yesterday. You may not get that, whoo, glory, goosebumps on the back of your neck and every hair on your head stand up. It may be dig a little deeper. Get on in here. Get on in here and learn. Get on in here and grow. And, and you know what? In this time that we're in Isaiah, when he's reading this, the Israelites just didn't get it. They just didn't get what was trying to transpire and take place. And I love what the writer of Hebrews tells us in Hebrews 6 1. He says, You keep looking for God to look like the law that you once had. Oh. You know why? Because that's what we're, we're, we're driven by. We're driven by what worked yesteryear. Coach Hall may drive these boys in football practice because it worked yesteryear. And God's placed a young guy in his life to show him what's working this year ten times better. But he's saying, no, this worked yesteryear. And we do the same thing in our spiritual life. God, this worked yesterday. This is how you spoke to me yesterday. And God's saying, forget it! Here's what I'm doing today. I'm still the same faithful God. I'm still the way maker. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still. But here's what I'm trying to get to you today. Folks, I'm just going to be very transparent with you this morning. We got to move on. We... <laughs> We gotta move on. We, I love how I was raised and how I grew up. As most of you have heard me say, I had a drug problem from an early age. My mama drugged me to church every time there was something happening. I remember her dragging me to prayer all night prayer meetings, and I'm going, "Really, mom? You gonna make me sit there while y'all pray all night? Really, mom? I thank God for it, and I thank God that." I saw him move in some crazy ways. I seen him do some crazy stuff that back then I was going, y'all are cray-cray. I thank God for that. But God's saying, I'm still that same God. I'm just moving a little different. I've got something different for you. I've got something new. i got something fresh. You see, it's almost as if we get this addiction inside of us of, uh, uh, of the deliverance that He provided for us. And then grace comes along. Somebody give me an amen there. Grace comes along and we don't know what to do with it. Because it's not what God used to do. It's... <laughs> I look at Josh. You know how he would have fit in when I was a kid playing bass in the old Pentecostal church? The women had hair all the way down. Come on now. That's how I'm doing a new thing. This is my brother. I, I, he knows I love him. I love to watch him worship up there. I love to see that hair start going. I'm like, God, get on the rest of the band. Let them start. Well, none of them have hair anyway. Never mind. <laughs> I'm waiting for it to jump on Brian and him come flying out of that drum pit. God said, I want to do a new thing. Yeah, that, that wasn't happening yesteryear. But he's saying, hey, forget. Forget. 
I'm going to show you something new. We got to move on. And some of you, like me, some of you grew up in a very religious environment. Some of you grew up even in a, a, a very strict form of a denomination that, that has dictated to you, and that is your perception, and you've gotten hung up in that perception, and that's the way it is. And that's the way God used to move, and that's the way He's got to move. He can only move if we sing Amazing Grace, and He can only save if we... Anyway, you get what I'm saying. Folks, we've got to move on. Yeah. In my growing up, I thought, man, it, I guess it wasn't church if I didn't have to endure it. If I didn't have to endure the pastor giving ten different closings, it wasn't church. Some of y'all been there too. We have got to move past. God is doing a new thing. Let's enjoy it. The rest of you smile at me. Enjoy it. God's doing a new thing. Enjoy it. There's a huge difference between enduring and enjoying. There's several things I've endured. Have you ever endured an elementary school band recital? That's endurance. Enjoying is when they're seniors in high school and they've been playing since then. Now you can enjoy it because you endured. It's time to enjoy what God is doing. Enjoy what He has for you. Enjoy. It's time to enjoy life. Some of you just need to smile and have fun. Enjoy. Enjoy. He's doing a new thing. Embrace it. Enjoy it. He's saying, don't you see it? I'm doing a new thing. And I love this. It springs up. It springs forth out of the ground. You, you know, church, I, I, I'm just going to call it some, you just need to lift your hands. You just need to lift your hearts and get free in the presence of God. I mean, we worship a lot of things in life. And when it comes to worshiping God, we get all dignified. And David said, I'm going to get even more undignified than this. Some of you just need to loosen up and shake it off. That'd be a good song, wouldn't it? Some of you just need to shake it off. He's doing a new... He says, don't you perceive it? Don't, don't you see it? Can't you catch it? Don't you see it? You know, when God did it at the Red Sea, He made a way through the waters. Remember? He, he, he made that. That's how the story goes, right? Make sure you guys are following me. That's the way the story goes. He, he, he made a way through the water. He made a way. In other words, he stood the water up as walls and made a hallway for the Israelites to walk through to their deliverance. You see, what he did is he took what was separating them, the Red Sea, the water. It was separating them from their bondage that was coming in behind them and their freedom that was on the other side. So he separated the water and they walked through the hallway. And once they got through, what was oppressing them and what was pursuing them tried to walk down the same hallway and the walls collapsed and drowned their adversary. 
So he used the water as a means of separation, and then he took it and used it as a hallway to get them to the freedom. He made a way through the water. Through the water. <laughs> you know, and the, you read all through the Old Testament, they love to tell that story. Just like we do. We love that story. Why? That's their story of freedom. That's their story of how they went from bondage and, and got to the land flowing with milk and honey. They, 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 they went through it and they, they got their freedom through the Red Sea. Oh, you remember when God did. You remember what God did. And God is coming to them saying, hey, forget that. Now I'm giving you something new. Now I'm giving you something fresh. Now I've got something with more meat to it for you. Now I want you to dig a little deeper. Now I want you to catch it. Now I want you to see it. I know I made a way through the waters. And Isaiah comes in at this time and he's telling that God is going to make a way, but he's not going to make a way through the water. I want somebody to hear this. I'm not going to make a way through the water, but I'm going to make a way in the wilderness. I done brought you through the water. Now, I'm going to make a way in the wilderness. Mm. Let's read it, 43.19. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. What do you need if you're in a wilderness? Water. You need agua. You need H2O. You need water. Water. Catch this. So now, what once was a barrier to their freedom is now about to be a blessing. I guess I'm going to have to explain that. Folks, he's still faithful. He's still making a way in the wilderness today. He, he, I'm here to tell you, you may not believe me and look at some of your faces, you don't. But I'm telling you, he's still faithful in this house. He's still faithful in this place. He's still God. He is still in the faithful business of being faithful and, and, and arriving and delivering what you need when you need it. He is faithful. What was the barrier is now the blessing. What was their barrier has now become their blessing. What was your barrier is now becoming your blessing. I'm going to say it one more time and I'm going to hope you get it. What was that barrier is now your blessing. Somebody ought to shout me down right now. And if you're not, I am. Yes! Thank you, Lord! That you're taking that barrier and you're turning it into my blessing. Thank you, Jesus, that you're removing the barrier and you're turning it into my blessing. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Okay, now your turn. Okay, I'm going to keep preaching then. See, I'm doing a new thing. God said, I, I'm your creator. I'm your king. And this is what I do. I, I turn your barriers into blessings. I turn water, a swamp, into dry ground. 
And then I take it and turn it into what you need to survive. I turn your pain into power. I turn your shame into grace. I turn and take your abuse. It's straight up, folks. He is a way maker. He is a way maker. Folks, I'm here to tell you, he's worthy of your worship. He's worthy. He, he's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy of your worship. He's worthy of your worship. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. I'm praying somebody catches that because He's worthy of your praise. He's worthy of your worship. He's worthy today. He's worthy. of Folks, He's doing a new thing in your life. See it. See it. Receive it. You know, I, I don't know who you are, but God spoke this to me this week. He said, what's coming is better than what has been. What's coming is better than what's been. I don't know where you're at, and I don't know what you're facing, but what's coming is better than what has been. And I am believing that what's coming is a whole lot better than my point of reference of what I try to line it up to. Because he told me to forget that. Look at what he's doing. You see, and I choose, my faith chooses to rise up right now and believe that. That's what my faith chooses to believe when I find myself in that wilderness. When I find myself in that, mm, that situation like the Israelites who were captive in Babylon to the Egyptians. When they found themselves asking the question, how long, how long am I going to feel like I'm in a place emotionally that I just don't understand? How long am I going to sit and cry? How long, how long is this issue going to continue, oh God? I don't understand. I don't get it. Some of you are there, some of you have been there. You see, it wasn't the, the physical surroundings of, of Babylon that, that made them weep of a night sitting by the river. It, it, it wasn't the lack of prosperity that caused them to weep by the river at night. You see, it was the loss of purpose. It was their loss of purpose. How long am I going to have to wander in this place? How long am I going to be in this desert wandering? How long are we going to sit here by this riverbank in bondage? How long are we going to have to endure this, oh God? How long? How long? How long? I'm here to tell somebody he's a way maker. He is a way maker. And he says, I'm going to do it, but this time I'm not sending Moses to lead you out of it. Because how many of us wait for somebody to come take us by the hand and lead us out of it? This is how you do it. This is how, anyway. <laughs> We're waiting for somebody 
And God's saying, I am the way maker. And the way I'm going to make, ain't nobody else can show you. Because I'm going to show you a new thing. I, he tells us in a few chapters later in Isaiah 48, I'm going to show you things no man and no eye has seen before. And some of you are sitting there and he's trying to show you a new thing that nobody has seen, nobody has heard, and you refuse to see it because it's not like it was yesterday. I'm going to keep preaching. Folks, I truly believe, Corbin, that I'm going to see him do it again. I truly believe that I'm going to see him move again in a phenomenal way. It's not going to be like I've expected. It's not going to be what I think. It's not going to be how I chose it or how I've seen it done before. You know, sometimes I get into situations and I just don't see how. I just don't. I, I can't tell you the times I've sat there and said, God, I, I, I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't know how it's going to happen. I, I, I don't have a clue, God, how I'm going to make it. I don't, I, I don't know. And you may be there right now. I, I don't know if you're just coming into it, maybe coming out of it, or you're right in the middle of it. But I knew, do know that when you're in the midst of it, you will find yourself. It feels terrible because you feel trapped. You feel uncertainty. You, you, you feel like you are just uh, landlocked, if you will. And then, and then, come springs of living water. That comes up right from the ground where you're at. He said, I'm going to bring it to the wilderness. I'm going to bring it to you. You don't have to go to the Red Sea. I'm bringing the water to you. And you know what water symbolizes in the Bible, right? It's times of refreshing. It's the refreshing of the Holy Spirit. And there is going to be a refreshing in this house to those who will receive it today. There is a time of refreshing that God is bringing because He is the way maker and it's a new thing. It may not be what you thought. It may not be what you expected. But God is doing a new thing mm. then the waters come springing up Psalms 23 and 2 he tells us he leads me to still water in other words he leads me right where he wants me and then he brings it he brings it you know I, when I get into that inter internal wilderness and, and um, a place where I just I don't feel God like I used to. Y'all are looking at me like, Pastor, you don't feel God like you used to. I'm human. There's seasons. There's times. You know, used to, you, uh, it used to be kind of like this. You enter into God's presence, you walk in and then just wham. Yeah, God, we got this. Come on, baby. Come on. Come on. I got it. And I walk in and boom, it's Rocky, baby. I'm Rocky Balboa in the spirit. You know, I was searching for this before I came out, and my iPad was on 75% charge, and I started playing this, and it went to 150%. rest of you will get that when you leave. But you know, I remember the day when, when it was like that. You walk in and it's like, man, yeah, yeah. But then comes a season later on in life and 
And it's a different season. It's a time when it's just the violin playing, if you will. And it's when I get into that place and I just don't know how. I don't know who. And I don't know when. And God's saying, dig. And the violin's playing. And I'm going, but God, I want the Rocky back. God, I, I, I want the adrenaline. I want the... Mm. And the violin keeps playing. He's saying, I want you to come on in. Because I'm doing a new thing. That was great. That was what you needed in that season. He's saying, I'm doing a new I'm doing something different. And when I get to that place, I realize that it's not my job to predict how and when God does it. That's not my job. It's not my job to predict and try to dictate how God makes a way. That's not my job. I don't have to. I don't have to know how. I don't have to know who. I don't have to know when. I just got to know Him. I just got to know Him. You just got to know Him. You... You just have to know Him. I don't have to know when. I don't have to know how. I just have to know Him. He is the Alpha. He is the Omega. He is the first. He is the last. And a lot of folk get stuck in that stage of Almost complete. They're, they're, they're rocky running up the steps and, and getting to the top and it's still going and they're going and going. But they never get to the stage where they holler, Yo, Adrian! They don't get there in their spirit. Wow. They get stuck because they want to hear the dun 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 and they don't want to hear the violin. God, take me back to what you used to do. God, I want to hear it again. God, pump me up. God's saying, dig deeper. I'm taking you new. I want to show you different. I got something for you. But you have got to discipline yourself to receive what I'm trying to show you. Woo. It doesn't look like it used to. But you know what? I have determined I'm going to be thankful. You know, I used, to, I used to just really dwell on the days of the youth pastor. Jeremy, you'll remember this when we had that big revival, that explosion. It took us up to several hundred kids. And, man, I remember kids coming in. And I, I remember having to call the police after service, after everybody left, to give them the marijuana that they laid on the stage. 
And you know, there was a season in my life where I was praying, God, do it again. Oh, God, do it again, do it again, do it again. You guys saying, I am. But maybe not that same way. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to move. But it's going to be a new thing. It's going to be a new season in your life. It's going to be a, a, a different method, possibly. You see, he... I don't know who this is for today. Maybe it was just for me, so just let me preach it to me today. You see, he, he will make a way in your situation because that's just what he does. That's who God is. That's what he does. That's who he is, and he's making a way for you right now if you will choose to see it. Do you not see it? And so often when I'm asked that question, I have to step back and say, No, God, I really don't. Y'all acting awful holy like you see it every time. No, I don't see it, God. I don't see it. You know why? Because I'm looking back here. And he's taking me up here. I'm looking back here. My kids told me last week that I was talking and looking away and they were waiting for me to fall off the stage so they could laugh. Because I wasn't looking where I'm going. And how often in the spirit we're missing what God's doing because we're looking back here. And we trip over what he's trying to do. Wow. That's a thought, isn't it? We stumble over it. I found so often. And I'm getting ready to close. Man, would you guys come on up? I got I to gotta wrap up. Help me, Father. I have found so often that for a lot of folks, the barrier to receiving their blessing is not what's before them, it's what's behind them. I'm not talking about these guys. It's what's behind them. It's what's in your yesterday that is your barrier. God, you did it then. God, you did this. God, you did that. And whomever this is for today, I'm here to proclaim and to decree, and if you will receive it, prophetically speak over your life. Your day's not over. Your day's not over. Your best days are not behind you. You don't believe me? This man right here, how old are you, Mr. Jimmy, if you don't mind me asking? 82 years old. And you heard me talk about him just finishing his first year Bible or second year Bible college. He's not done. You should have seen him yesterday. Miss Jamie likes him so much that she gave him the little bitty folks to be their tour guide. You should have seen him rise to the occasion. You should have seen him get it. So your dad, I don't care how old you are. Your best days are not behind you. Amen. They're still ahead of you. Mm. They are still in front of you, church. And whomever this is for, I'm here to tell you, the devil is a lie. And when he opens his mouth, you know it's a lie. He's a lie. The best days are still ahead of this church. 
those two people that agreed with me, we're going forward. I'm going to repeat it again. The best days of this body, this church, is still ahead of us. Thank you. Your day's not over. The best day's still ahead of you. God has already been to your future. He knows what lies ahead. And He's saying, I want to bless you where you are at today. I want to bring rivers of water streaming up from the ground right where you're at today. You may be sitting there saying, how in the world can he bring waters into this job? How? It's not your responsibility to worry about how. You just got to know him. And he's saying, I'm going to bring it. I'm going to bring it. I'm going to bring it, and I'm going to bless you right where you're at. He's doing a new thing, church. He's doing a new thing in your life. He's doing a new thing in this local body. You saw how He moved the water to get you from point A to point B when you needed to go through it. You've seen how He brought you through it. Now He's wanting to make water come to you. And He's wanting to bring it to you where you need it the most. In the wilderness. A dry and thirsty land. A place of silence. A place of loneliness. A place where you don't get it. You don't understand. He said, I want to bring the water to you. In other words, I'm bringing my presence. And you're going to rise up. And you're going to conquer. And you're going to defeat. I'm bringing it to you. Wow. Folks, I look in the Bible and I see how he made a way. He makes ways. I, mean, I think about Abraham. He made a way for a sacrifice. I think about Joseph and he made a way to get out of the pit and get to the palace. He made a way for David to go from shepherd boy to king. He made a way. He made a way for the Israelites to leave Egyptian bondage in Babylon to move into the land flowing with milk and honey. He made a way. It was a new thing. I see how he made a way for Daniel to escape the lion's den. He made a way. I seen him make a way for three Hebrew boys who got thrown in a fiery furnace. He made a way. I think it gets hot in my life. I think the heat gets turned up in my life sometimes. I think about John. God made a way for him to escape the bowling pot that they threw him in to try to cook him, and he come out unscathed. He made a way. He made a way for Paul and Silas at the midnight hour to escape. So what am I telling you this morning? Whatever your situation is, wherever you're at, He is the way maker. He is the way maker. And He wants to bring the water to your life now. He wants to bring the water right where you're at. I love you, Corbin. But he wants to bring it to you. And you're doing just like Corbin did. You're dodging it. That was anointed water. My wife told me a joke. Nah, you can tell him afterwards. Ask her about it. Ask her about holy water. He will make a way. It's just a new thing. It's a new way. He said, I want to do a new thing, John. I want to do a new thing, Angie. I want to do a new thing, Charlotte. 
I want to do a new thing. Jeremy, Nikki, I'm going to do a new thing. Corbin, I'm going to do a new thing in your ministry. Roy, it's not too late. I'm going to do a new thing in your life and ministry. I'm going to do a new thing. If Jamie would have came to me and said, I'm going to put Mr. Jimmy with these little bitty tots, I said, no, no, don't do that to him. No way. But he rose to the occasion better than anybody I can think of. Because God's doing a new thing. And he was willing. Mm. Did you hear that? He was willing. I want to make sure you hear that. He was willing to be used where needed. I want to make sure you guys heard it. He was willing to be used where needed. He was willing. <laughs> help me, Lord. Help me to wrap this up. Okay, I, I, I'm going to need your help. Okay. He just... He's still the way maker. It's just a new thing. Same God. Same principles. Same anointing. Same fire. Same water. A new thing. A new thing. And whomever this may be for besides me, it's your time. It's your time to step into the new thing. You, boy, I could preach right there. You've stood there and seen Kumbaya long enough. It's time to step into the new that God has for your life. It's time to receive the fresh anointing He has for your life. Some of you, I'm just going to call it the way it is. You just need to repent for staying where you've been and He's calling you out. Mm-mm-mm. Step into the new thing that God's wanting to do in your life. You see, because all this time, all this time, God was raising you up, and now it's your turn. Now it's your time. It's a new thing. You thought he had forgotten you, but now it's your time. The devil said you were finished, but I'm here to tell you today, it's your time. It's just a new thing. Mm. You may have lost one season, but God is giving you another one. And now it's your time to execute in this new season because it's a, a new thing. It's a new day. Some of you felt like you went into the grave spiritually. But I'm here to decree and to declare it's resurrection day. It's your turn. It's a new day. It's a new season. You may have lost it. You may have thought your life was over. But it's just the beginning. It's your turn. It's your turn. You thought that seed that you had planted would never flourish and it would never come forth. It's your turn. It's your turn. It's a new thing. Some of you are sitting here and you thought your day would never come. You thought your day would never happen. I'm telling you right now, it's your turn. It's your turn. It's your one person in the house is getting it. It's your turn. It's a new thing he's wanting to do inside of you. Some of you, you were prepared to settle for less. Yeah. 
You, oh, help me, Jesus. Yeah, I'm trying to wrap this up so bad. You, you were prepared to settle for this. And God's saying, I got a new thing for you. I got something greater than the past. I've got something greater than you've ever seen in your life. You thought all the tears were in vain. It's your turn. It's a new thing that He's springing up inside of you. Some of you thought your critics were right. You can't do that. You can't go there. You can't be that. It's your turn, baby. It's your turn. Some of you thought you've wasted all these years of my life. Please hear me. It's your turn. It's your turn. It's a new thing He's wanting to do inside of you. you th- some of you thought that God wouldn't give you a second chance. Here it is. It's your turn. It's a new thing. It's a new season. It's a new day. He said, I'm going to spring it forth right where you are at. Some of you thought the healing would never manifest. I'm here to decree and declare, today healing's going to arrive. It's your day. It's your day. It's your time. It's a new thing. Some of you thought that pain, maybe not a physical pain, but that pain in your heart, maybe from a child, maybe from something that happened in the past, you thought that pain would never go away. But now it's your turn. Healing's in the house. Healing's in the house. It may not have happened how and when you thought it would, but all you got to do is know Him and let Him. All you got to do is know Him. You thought the tears would never stop flowing. But it's your time. It's your time. It's your time. It's a new thing. Some of you thought... And I was there. If you want to know the truth, that God had assigned me to a life of loneliness. Because I've heard all my life, leadership is lonely. So I had come to the resolution, Pastor Corbin, that He had ordered me to a life of loneliness. And then I realized it's my turn. It's a new thing. No, I'm not lonely. No, I don't have to be lonely. No, you thought God had chosen you to suffer. No, it's your turn to rise up. It's your turn. It's a new thing. You thought God has not heard your prayers. Yes, He has. It's your turn today. It's your turn. It's a new thing. He's wanting to do in you today. But the same question still goes out that Isaiah asked. Do you not perceive it? You say, the word says they, they hear, but they're not hearing. In other words, they're not doing. I'm closing, I promise. One more shot. It's time to enjoy life. Some of y'all hadn't smiled in a long time. It's time to enjoy life. You need to smile, hang out with Mr. Roy a few hours. You'll smile. It's a gift God's given him. 
It's your day. It's time to enjoy and rejoice because it's a new thing. Now is your time. Stand with me. I'm going to read our text one more time. And they're going to enter into worship. And what you do with this word is your choice. These altars are open. And some of you need to take a step. And some of you need to move and step forward and say, I'm ready to receive this new. I'm ready to receive the freshness of the water you have for me. Forget the former. Somebody hear it. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See it. Open your eyes in the house today and see it. He is doing a new thing now, today, September the tw- September, yeah, July the 28th, September. Thinking of my wife's birthday. I'm already preparing, folks. I'm already getting ready for it. Women, you should have amen me right there. Me and I, you stole me afterwards. I had to recover, though. Today, it springs up now. Do you not see it? I'm asking you, do you not see it? You said it's springing up now. It's for today. It's for right now. Today, I'm making a way in the wilderness. And streams in the wasteland. Hit it, man. I'm done. <laughs>